Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Acts, chapter 28. Here's Pastor Ryan. Book of Acts, chapter 28. I shared with the first service that, you know, my glasses, I, I, you know, I don't know whether to leave them on or take them off because I got a, a Bible that's like my midlife Bible. Have you ever heard of the midlife version with, with larger print? And in Maine, the other pastor that, that spoke, uh, Little Bill, he had a Bible that was huge. And he goes, I see you with glasses. Look at this. Whack. And it was like... Those letters are huge. So I, I got something a little smaller than his, but it works for me. Then I also upped the font on my notes. It's like, why am I doing this to myself? So I upped the, the font, and I'm doing a lot better. But let's pray. And Father, we do come before you again, Lord, just so grateful for who you are, for all that you've done and all that you're doing. There's no other gods but you. You're the one true living God of Moses who spread open the Red Sea for your people to go through safely. Lord, you're the God of wonders, and you're the God who loves us so much that you gave your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. Lord, this morning we ask, strengthen us as we study your word, Lord, Holy Spirit, guide us into your truths, Lord. Help us not to resist the changes that you want to make in our lives, but to be open to them. Holy Spirit, move, we pray powerfully. Use, use my mouth for your, for your purposes this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, and together we say, Amen. So in Acts 28, as you know, Paul is on a whirlwind ship ride throughout the Mediterranean. He is a prisoner of Rome. Uh, He's a prisoner of Rome because of his testimony of Christ. Not for anything that he did wrong, but everything he did right. In Jerusalem, the religious Jews handed Paul over to the Romans and they wanted to um, have him condemned for false charges. And the reason why they wanted him condemned was because he preached Jesus Christ of Nazareth and they did not want to surrender their lives to Jesus. And so they wanted uh, Jesus' apostle dead. They handed him over to the Romans and as you know in Caesarea there was an impasse between the Jews and the Roman governor there And so Paul, as a Roman citizen, appealed for his case to be heard by the emperor, by Caesar himself in Rome. And as a Roman citizen, you know he can do that. And so with that said, he's shipped off to to Rome with uh, 275 other passengers or persons, some prisoners, some who knows who. But he went off in chains with them. We know the writer of the book of Acts, Luke, is with them as well, the beloved physician. And they sailed hundreds of miles from Caesarea all the way to the island of Crete. And at Crete, there at Fairhaven, the harbor being too small to winter in uh, for some of the guys there. I mean, Paul spoke up and said, you know, it may seem inconvenient, in other words, but we need to stay. We cannot sail on because it was now the winter months where storms uh, would come and all sailing stopped at the Mediterranean right around early November. So Paul warned them not to go. 
But the centurion Julius listened to the helmsman and the owner of the ship rather than to listen to the apostle, the messenger of God, right? He went with the experts rather than the man of God. And so uh, they went off and shortly after taking off, a storm hit, pushed them 600 miles west uh, uh, off course. And as you know, uh, the men began to panic all hope was completely lost and they ate no food and for 14 days they fasted and thought that they were going to perish but the Lord stood by Paul he uh, sent an angel to speak to Paul who told him that no lives would be lost on that ship comforted Paul no lives would be lost on that ship but that they had to stay on the ship they could not abandoned ship they cannot jump off a ship they had to stay with the boat with the ship and they eventually ran that ship aground near the island of malta malta is 60 miles south of sicily so if you're trying to get to rome and you can look at your bible maps or any world map you see sicily which is the ball being kicked by the boot which is italy right below that 60 miles is malta that's where they're at and they swam to shore holding on to planks of wood from the ship and um and they made it like the lord had promised not a soul would be lost and you have to think how amazing our god is no doubt he had a plan for the men on that boat on that ship I'm being careful to call it a ship. You notice that? As uh, Navy guys don't like us to call ships boats. So ships. They, they, not, a, not, a, not a life was lost. And, and we know that God had a plan for everyone on that ship. How do we know? Because we know God is good and merciful and desires that no man perish. But also, what is he doing with that island? They need the gospel as well. They need the words of life. So God has a plan for, for the men of this ship. He has a plan for the inhabitants of that island that they would hear the words of life. That tells us that there is no sea too rough. There is no mountain too high. There is no wall too thick. There is no gutter too deep that Christ would not go to get a hold of those who are appointed to life. Think about your own life. I think about my own. How far did Christ go to get a hold of you? What did he do? I'm amazed at how deep of a pit God went into to pull me out. I can't believe, I could hardly believe it, guys. I was so lost. I was so gone in drugs and violence and alcohol. Growing up in South Omani, I was gone full of hate full of anger full of pain full of suffering not thinking that this world had anything to offer me god went into all of that mess and all of that perversion and pulled me out pulled you out and with these shipwrecked men the same thing that crazy storm that crazy trip was all for God's purpose that these men, who we don't know what their outcome was to be in Rome. He's, on a, he's with the centurion and there's prisoners. You know, some of them may have, you know, 
you know, a short time to live. Maybe they're condemned to death. Who knows? And this is their only time that they're going to hear what Paul would say on that island. But yet God loved them that he has this plan for them, as he has a plan for you and for me. And those on the island of Malta, that small island below the ball of, uh, that's below the boot of Italy, that small island meant something to the Lord. You and I mean so much to God that he would send his son to save you and I. But we have to respond because God has gone through great lanes to get us here. It is divine providence that has gotten you here this morning. And we need to be sensitive to God's spirit to know that. I'm not here by chance. A day's not promised to me. Tomorrow's not promised to me. I can be here today and gone tomorrow. This is God, just like them shipwrecking on that island. Maybe God has a word for you this morning. It's time to give him your heart. Because Jesus is coming. And he knows how to separate sheep from goat. We have to be ready. But also, there's that interesting reality that Paul the Apostle was being used greatly, divinely, to minister to the men on the ship, and he will minister to those on the island of Malta. He, Paul the Apostle is used as a divine instrument by God to meet people who need the gospel. And how many of us here this morning are ready for that call? Because it isn't just Paul, it's us. Why else would he have saved us? But that we might share with others what God has given us. Has God saved us? Has he pulled us from the pit? Do you love him? Why keep that information to yourself? Why keep it to ourselves? We have to be sensitive to his Holy Spirit every single day, wherever I go, Lord, wherever I am. Help me to be open to a divine appointment. I know, I get it. It's Christmas time and we're out there shopping. And I'm like you, I want to go in and I want to go out. But with the Lord, have one eye on the Lord at all times and say, Lord, I do want to go in and out, but if you want to slow this down so that I speak to someone here in the parking lot or at the counter in the line as I'm shopping, if there's someone you want me to run into, help me to be ready to say, you know, the Lord loves you. It's Christmas time. Come to church. Give your life to Jesus. To be ready because, I mean, that's what he wants to do. Oftentimes, I can measure how I'm doing with the Lord with the amount of divine appointments that he sends my way. And there's so many divine appointments, you know, that we've experienced in our life that we can write about them in our journals all, you know, day and night. I mean, there's just so much that he's done. So they're not coincidences, they're miracles. And I go to, I go to a Rosarito to go party before I got saved. Boom, someone speaks to me about Jesus. I go to a taco stand to recover from uh, alcohol, from being drunk, and to get some tacos, and someone gives me a Bible there. I mean, the Lord was parachuting Christians into my life. And, and, and he's doing that with you and, and with me as now the instruments. It's the other way around. He's parachuting you and I. But some of us are closed up, and it isn't fair to the Lord, because he died for us, and he rose on the third day so that he can use us. And if we're not, if we're just like, nah, Lord, I'm too busy... You know, we may consider why some of our prayers aren't being answered. Because we're just not going to be what we see in the Bible to be. That he wants us to be. Pastor Andre, my best friend, Calvary Chapel Arcadia, was sharing with me this week. He had a crazy uh, story of a divine appointment. He went to Pasadena to the Apple store. 
to get new headphones. And uh, the ones that he had were, were, were not functioning, so he was going to go exchange them. And while he was, when he went there, you know, he parked at a parking meter. And if you've ever been to Pasadena, you know there's parking meters everywhere. And the one that he was at, the only one that was available there, was not working. He was putting money in, and it wasn't giving him time. But it just goes by divine providence that the meter guy comes up and sees him there. And Andre introduces himself and says, this is the situation. The guy says, no problem. My name is such and such. And don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. So he goes to the Apple store. And in the Apple store, as he's working to exchange his headphones, there's a gentleman who needs the exact same headphones. He has the exact same problem. And Andre notices him. And Andre thinks to himself, this guy has a nice demeanor about him. He just seems like a sweet man. And... And, you know, um, he, didn't, he didn't speak to him. He just said hello, but he, he felt later like he should have shared the Lord with him, and he didn't. And so when he was done, he went back to his car, and it was, the car was parked a block and a half away from the Apple store. Well, as he's starting up his car, that same guy comes out, and he parked right next to him. And so Andre was able to share with him, like, you know... Um, you know, it's a miracle that we're parked together and I had, and the Lord spoke to me while I was in there. And it just, long story short, the guy ended up uh, telling Andre that he works in Arcadia. Andre's church is in Arcadia. The guy used to go to church up until he was in his 20s and stopped. And so, you know, he's going he's gonna to go back to church. But it's just divine appointment after divine appointment. And, um, you know, I th- I'm looking at Lorena and Ricardo there and I think of... Um, when uh, we put a fl- one of our folks put a flyer on her door when we were handing out flyers in, in some of the houses in Beaumont way back in the day. But the day before, Ricardo, Ricardo, Ricardo her husband, uh, told her, you know what, um, we, we should find a church to go to. And then as he shared that with her, uh, that very day, someone put a flyer on her door for our church. These are just not coincidences. It's just the Lord. So divine, we need to be ready and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit to respond to those divine appointments. Verse 1. Now, when they had escaped, they then found out that the island was called Malta. And the natives showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was uh, falling and because of the cold. And so we see here that as they landed, they didn't realize first that it was Malta, even though there were seasoned sailors on that boat because of the storm, not seeing perhaps the clouds or or not the clouds, the stars or the sun and being on the opposite side of the island of Malta. They didn't recognize that it was Malta, but it was Malta. And we are told that the natives were unusually kind to Paul and the 275 Uh, other persons they showed unusual kindness the word native is translated barbarians and so we're trying to get a picture of what the folks look like or how they were Uh, barbarians doesn't speak of of them being you know sort of you know cavemanish or anything like that what it means to be a barbarian at that time to the greeks means that you're just not a greek so they'd call anybody who was not Greek barbarians. So the interesting thing about these guys is how hospitable, how kind they were to these shipwrecked 
prisoners. The word uh, Malta uh, means refuge. So it's a good word for that island because that's exactly what these 276 passengers, persons found there. They found refuge. God gave them a reprieve from the storm. And the natives bestowed upon them unusual uh, kindness, guys, unusual kindness. And oh, how that's convicting for the world we live in today. The world is out of control. Our country is so divided and out of control. You know, what happened to brotherly love? What happened to uh, being kind to your neighbor? There's just so much division, so much infighting within our country. And what our country needs is to show unusual kindness. But that's the country. That's just America. Us as, what is that noise? Really? All right. Awesome. Yeah, I just said him this way. <laughs> Divine appointment. Huh? Let's just take it outside. Thus says the Lord. <laughs> but um, our country needs kindness. The world needs kindness like never before. But judgment begins in the house of the Lord. We're Christians. Jesus Christ has bestowed upon you and I unusual kindness. Who dies for us? Who dies? Who, who gets nailed to a cross for us? Who, who gets his side pierced and scourged like he did? Who does that for us? Nobody but him. He showed unusual kindness. And he's the one that commands the church to, to show kindness to strangers. Here these natives have yet to heard the, hear the gospel. But because we're all created in, in, in God's image, within them, they have that inclination to be kind, to love. And they're doing it. But I fear that within the body of Christ, some have just been okay by letting kindness go. Letting, you know, uh, neighborly friendliness go. It's not for me to get too close to people anymore because of what's going on in our country and in the world. It's okay for me to stand offish. We got it for a couple weeks. We all stood off. But it has been two years. When does the word of God supersede the word of man? In Hebrews chapter 13 verse 2, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, the Bible says, for thereby... Some have entertained angels unawares. The word entertain uh, is philixania in Greek. Philixania in Greek, which means to love a stranger. God is, 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 is clear. Yes, love one another as the brethren of the family of God. But the Bible encouraged us as Christians to love strangers, to love them. And the term stranger danger is a legitimate term. We want to use discernment, right? But we cannot let our fears supersede what Christ says we as a church ought to be towards the strangers who come through these doors into our church. See, they come onto the shores of Sweet Hills all shipwrecked in life. And they need to receive from us natives... Love, kindness, 
Because it's scary coming into this, to, for some people to coming into a church setting. It's scary. You know, especially those who were not uh, churched or grew, did not grow up in the church. It's scary to come into, I always felt like, oh, they would not, they're, they're not going to want me. They're not going to accept me. I've done too bad of things in my life. I was too terrible. And the Christians in the churches loved me. Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, Calvary Chapel, Golden Springs, Calvary Chapel, Roma Land, now Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. It's the Christians who showed this shipwrecked kid love. And it helped solidify my walk with the Lord. And we need strangers to feel loved in here, to know that they can come here and, and, and learn about God and the love of God, that they might change and give their lives over to Jesus, no longer living for themselves, that they can have all their sins forgiven. In this place, they, all they have to do is say the prayer and believe it in their heart and be re ready to change. We need to welcome that. You and I have to be open for that. Peter would say in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 through 10, but the end of all things is at hand. I mean, let me repeat that. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers, and above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. We are to minister to one another as, because it all, the end of all things is at hand. And even gathering together as a church. As you see the day approaching, we should be gathering more and more to be able to stand against, you know, the law of man and go above that to the law of God. We're sensible, but not for two years we're not. It's a holiday season. Do not forget to entertain strangers. Do not forget, God is calling us to it. Jesus said, when you have a dinner. He did not say, if you have a dinner. When you have a dinner. Some of us are bent on saying, that ain't me, Jesus. You just don't know me. I'm not having anybody at my house. Listen, we cannot love God and not love the brethren. We cannot love God and, and hate strangers. That's an oxymoron. We need to bend our knee before our king and ask him for help to be hospitable and to do it without grumbling and griping, but to be open. Amen? But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. Wow, verse 3, isn't that nice? Paul, just after being shipwrecked, as if things were not peachy enough for the apostle of the Lord, he's gathering sticks and a viper, you know, attaches itself to him. The first thing I love to look at in this is that Paul, that apostle to Jesus Christ, was not too spiritual not too big-headed in his own eyes to gather sticks, to gather wood for the men for that fire. 
showing us that he truly knew who his Lord was. Jesus said to us to be greatest, to be servant of all. Jesus said to be greatest, to wash each other's feet. Paul the Apostle, there's 276 of them. Surely someone else can do that menial uh, servant's job. But no, Paul Paul went and he got those sticks. And he he got the wood for, for the fires. We need to remember that heart, guys. Paul would write in Galatians chapter 6, verse 3. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services. We now have two services on Sunday, one at 8.30 a.m. and again at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.